United States was first founded, the process of giving thanks was well known to the colonists. And as a result, a day known as Thanksgiving was set aside to feast and celebrate what God provided during the harvest. In the process of time, Thanksgiving Day has become a special day in which we spend time with the family, a reunion of sorts. But it's not necessarily celebrated as a holy day to God. Because we spend more time worrying about the turkey. <laughs> Somebody said, oh, the ham. Rather than thanking God for the turkey and the ham. Amen. And then we see Christmas coming up right behind. So we don't even have time <laughs> to say thank you, Lord, because we're already looking for what's in, in the, under the tree for Christmas. You, you see why we have just got it all mixed up. We thank God for the gifts, but we don't thank the giver. So today, will you just let me share how David felt? with what he has gone through and what he went through and what you or I will one day go through, if not yet now, to thank God, to give him a sacrificial praise from our lips on this pre-Thanksgiving day. We don't know whether we'll make it a Thursday or not. But while we are here today, we can tell him, thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, because you've been mighty good. Mighty good. So we all understand and appreciate the importance of being thankful. How it can radically change relationships. In fact, Deacon Booker, one of the first things we were taught and that we teach our children is to express an attitude of gratitude. Someone gives them some candy, they're supposed to say, and we say, now what do you say? And the child learns from an early age to say thank you. And certainly we all know as adults that we appreciate being thanked. And yet when it comes to giving thanks to our Heavenly Father, we so often miss the mark. It's an attitude. An attitude of thankfulness. Just appreciating the goodness of God. Appreciating every day. Do you know there are folk out there that don't even want to get up in the morning? But when you wake up in the morning, we just thank God for another day's journey. You'd be surprised at how many people there out here that are not appreciative. You can have children that are not appreciative. And they can be sitting there, as somebody said, eating your french fries. Eating your hamburger and drinking your soda. And just not appreciative. How do you know that? Not, not appreciative enough to say thank you. They could have said thank you and not be appreciative. But because it's more than lip service, it's an attitude that you have in your heart. An attitude. You ask them for a french fry, what do they say? Uh-uh. God doesn't want us like this. He is a giver of all things. And we need to learn how to appreciate him. 
And the thing you must realize is that everybody has things in their lives that are not the way they want them to be. And if you wait until everything is fixed before you are faithful, you are never going to be faithful. Praise comes out of your heart. Your attitude comes out of your heart. So when you start thanking God and you start appreciating God, things will start to happen. It's not enough just to channel praise, but your heart, your lips should be speaking what your heart is leaking. The Bible says out of the abundance of the heart, when the heart is full of thankfulness, it will be reflected, reflected on your lips. Now, King David is a biblical character, and I love to follow him because after all he's gone through, he could still thank God. So if you are an appreciative person today, listen what happens to David. There are many things that David could, that could be said about David that were not of a good reputation, and there are many things that could be said about us that are not good reputation. There are many things that David had to work on that he did not have all together. Am I talking to somebody out here? But when God found David, God said something about David that was significant. He said, I found a man that was after my own heart. Not a perfect man. <laughs> But a man who's after my heart, who's pursuing my heart, who knows how to date me. Y'all get that? Who knows how to woo me. D David was in love with God. And you can tell it by the way he wrote and the way he sang and the way he created instruments of praise. And God said, I like David. David is after my heart. He has his faults. He has problems. But David is after my heart. David is chasing me down. David is writing songs and poetry about me. God is saying, I like David. I'm going to make David king. David's only qualification for being a king is that he was a praiser. A worshiper. He had no previous job experience. He didn't come from a royal dynasty. He wasn't an heir to the throne. He wasn't even supposed to be in the throne or even in the mansion or anything like that. His daddy was a farmer. He had one thing going for him. He had an attitude of gratitude. And with Thanksgiving, he got promotion. See, it's hard to kill a thankful person. <laughs> Thankful folk are attractive. God is attracted to thankful people. God blesses thankful people. He just blesses them. That's just who he is. You don't even have to like them. You see, God doesn't have to meet with you before he blesses them. Aren't you glad about that church? He blesses them anyway. See, man looks at the outer appearance, and God looks on the inside. David should not have even been king. God looks on the heart, and God said, I found a man after my own heart. They said, I know you're not talking about that little boy that came down the field carrying a lunch to the king. David was a boy. 
God called him a man. Do you get that church? But God called him and said, he's after my heart, and I'm going to bless him and make him king. And I'm a living witness this morning, church. Many things I believe God did in my life. I believe that God did them because of my attitude of gratitude towards him. Because I love to praise God. I'm not ashamed to worship God. Come on, somebody. And a lot of folk couldn't see it, and they still can't see it because man can't see my heart. But God sees your heart, and God knows when you're appreciative of the things he's done in your life. It's an attitude of gratitude. The real attitude of gratitude just comes leaking out. You start talking about God, and all of a sudden you see tears coming down folks' eyes. That's gratitude. You try to hold it down, and it comes up in, in you. Because, because when you think about how good God has been to you, it's just that you are just so grateful. You can't get that off a tape. You can't get that out of a book. There has to be something that's in your heart. And out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaking. And when you start speaking life like that, God honors that. And he blesses that. And he promotes you. God promotes you. God raises you up. God lifts you up. And many times it is out of season and it's against the committee and the board doesn't approve and people don't like you, but God raises you up because you're a praiser of his name. Are you with me, somebody? Anytime you've been walking around in your house five years, you still need to sometimes say, Lord, I thank you. I thank you that I got a home to live in. I thank you that I got a shelf and a roof over my head. That's what being grateful is all about. See, your heart has to embrace the sacrifice of praise. It can't be something just in your lips. It has to be born out of your heart. And when your mouth and your heart comes into agreement, powerful things begin to happen in your life. God doesn't ask anyone if he can bless you. He just blesses you anyhow. You, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter if some folk don't approve of what he did in your life. It doesn't matter if some folk didn't think you should go back to school, but you're sitting in class saying, Lord, I thank you. That you give me another chance. It doesn't matter how they feel about you. God, my God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. A thankful heart. If you are thankful, God will give you what you need when you need it. Do I have a witness out there? God didn't give to us according to what we need. Things come to us in natural order. We receive blessings in stages, in seasons, and systems. And the secret is going to the next level. It's just being thankful on the level that you are on. You can't wait to get to the top floor to be thankful. You got to thank God along the side of the way. You got to thank him right now before you get to the next level. You got to thank him now before you see that new house. You got to thank him now before you drive that car. You got to thank him now before your body is working functionally. You got to thank him now. God didn't give to us according when we need. Your integrity is in your praise. When you praise God, when folk come and praise God, when people, you can, when you can praise God, when folk come and praise God, when folk go, come on somebody, are you with me? Praise them when they hire you and praise them when they fire you. Praise them when you got something and praise them when you don't have anything. God will always promote you. And this is what I believe when it talks about the key of day. Praise was the key of David. It unlocked things. They don't give you a key if it's not a lock. People don't lock up things if it's not valuable. God gave David a key to unlock hidden treasure. 
And David's key was in his praise. And can I quickly talk to you for a few minutes and I'll be out of your way. David's key was in his praise. And I'm wondering, do you have the key of David? I found out the more I praise God, the more the enemy gets mad. You want to know why stuff is happening to you right now? You just start praising God. See, I found out things start getting crazy. The enemy gets madder. It's because crazy stuff starts happening. But the louder I praise God, the worse things get. Have you all been there before? And for the first time, I've learned that praise is not just an attitude. It's not just an action. Praise is a weapon. It unlocks a defense against the enemy like nothing you've ever seen in your life. If you start praising God, it's a defense tactic against the enemy. And it will immediately give him arsenal strength and put a shield of faith against you. And the adversity, the adversity will guard your heart. It will build up walls around you. It will protect you in a crisis. Praise is what I do when I want to get next to him. Praise will confuse the enemy. If the devil start messing with you, just start praising God. Go in the kitchen. Stir your pot. Come on, somebody. And say, God, I praise you. God, I bless you. When it comes in like a flood, just start thanking God. Thank God. Tell him you brought me through everything. And you'll bring me through this. When the devil tell you to get up and die, you say, oh, no. God is the giver of my life. I know he didn't bring me this far to leave me. If he brought me through all of that back then, then you'll take me through all of this. If you begin to praise God, depression will lose its grip and begin to slide off your life and turn you loose. This is the key of David. When grief and despair have got you locked up and locked down and thrown away the key, you got to get up, reach down in your belly, pull out the key of David. And no, say no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And that grief, that grief will leave you. Say the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Well, Mary Hagar, I don't feel like it. You don't have to feel it. Just do it. It's not a feeling. It's a fact. It has nothing to do with your emotions. Your emotions can be on the floor. It is a command. Praise ye the Lord. Let everything that have breath praise the Lord. Well, God isn't just telling you to praise him because he's insecure or because he needs assurance. God knows that when you praise him, it unlocks things that you never had before. So lastly, I want to tell you this. David discovered something about God that put him in another dimension. And at the time that David lived, the only way you could approach the Ark of the Covenant was through the blood on the Day of Atonement. The priest couldn't even go in. If he had found the inside of the incense, that was different from the founder altar. That's how particular God was about how you approached him. You can't just run up on God. And as I was saying in Bible study, you don't wait to get at church and try to run up on God. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. No, you got to be with God before you get in the church. You don't have to work up a praise when you get in the church if you got a praise on the inside of you. So you didn't just run up on God. Everybody stood outside waiting. Remember when the priest went in? And they said, well, if he comes out, if he doesn't come out, he's got a bell on him. That means he's been killed. But if he comes out, he's all right. God is amazing. He is in a class all by himself. 
God swallowed up nations. He swallowed up entire armies on the earth. When God got ready to fight, he fight with locusts and flies and floods and frogs. He don't need man's help. God will fight for you with stuff you never even thought about. You don't know who you're fooling with when you mess with God. Come on, somebody. You make God mad, and he'll cover you with leprosy. The Bible says God is a consuming fire. No, you didn't just run up on God. See, this generation is so used to just running up on anybody. And we think we ought to have access to everybody. But according to Scripture, you didn't approach God any kind of way. You didn't come before the king if the scepter wasn't extended. But David found a spot in God that would enable him to come before God without bullock, without a goat, without blood, without smoke, without any ceremonial cleansing. Nothing had been sacrificed. Nothing had died. And he made it all the way into the presence of God without God killing him. And he told us how he did it. How did you do it, David? He said, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be faithful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. And his truth endures to all generations. So what David is saying, that if you will praise him, he'll let you come all the way into his presence. If you just praise him. So praise is more than an attitude. It's more than action. It's more than protection. Praise is access. When you praise God, you can access God. That's why David wrote, the Lord inhabits the praises of his people. And if you would praise God, God would get in the car with you while you're riding down the road. Am I right? If you would praise God, that near accident that could have taken you out because God was in the midst. Because you praise God. Praise gives you divine, natural, Holy Ghost power. If you would just praise God. When you praise God, I'm not talking about your lips, but if you would praise God out of your heart, you will see God move on your behalf. And I don't care if you're in an unemployment line, if you're in a social security line, a disability line, if you're in a cancer center, or you're in a COVID hospital, but if you would just stop and say, Lord, I thank you, you can access God. Right in the midst of your, of your sickness, of your illness. I don't care if you are dying. You can die in the spirit. If you die praising God, you can go out on a cloud of smoke surrounded by angels. Oh, you don't hear me now. Because victory is in the praise. It ever takes David waited three months. And then he went to Obed-Edom and got the ark. And said, I'm going to bless him. I'm going to go get my blessing. David came back dancing, entertaining God with a praise. He danced with God, before God. Everything, he was dancing. And his wife said, you look like a foolish person. And every now and then, folks, people will talk about you, tell you you look foolish. But keep on dancing anyhow. Keep on dancing anyhow. Don't care about how you look. Run to your house dancing. Go in your bathroom dancing. Go in your bedroom dancing. God will come right in. Step right in. Change things around. David left all of that. And God came in because of a dance. You ought to try dancing sometime. And watch God come in your midst. Pick you up. Turn you around. Put your feet on the side of God. If you will praise God. And so on this eve of Thanksgiving, as I get ready to close, how can I give back to God? Oh, that is done for me. When I consider what God has done for me, when I think about 
what God has given me. Well, church, I got to do something. Can I suggest to you every now and then that we should stop in the same place and ask the same question. God, what can I do for you today? This morning, the whole entire family of God ought to be asking, God, what can I do for you? See, I've got a reason to praise the Lord. I'm praising God because I can think when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me. My soul, hallelujah. Thank you for saving me. I'm going to praise God for the gift of forgiveness. I'm going to praise God for washing me in the blood of the Lamb. I'm going to give a sacrifice of praise for the grace of God, for the goodness of God, for the mercy of God, for the love of God, for the power of God. And when I think of how God saved me early on a Friday morning, my soul cried hallelujah. 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 It cost Jesus something. It cost him something. Can I push here a little while? I know we got to get out of here. But I'm preaching to somebody who's living his or her faith on the download. You don't want folks to see you praising God. It's time for you to come out of the closet. You need to make up your mind. Are you for God? I guess God. Are you thankful? Are you just greedy? What do you know about Jesus? The whole folks say he's all right with me. Somebody only tell him he's a doctor in a sick room, a lawyer in a courtroom. He's a friend that sits closer than a brother. He's away out of nowhere. You ought to tell him weeping may endure for a night, but joy will come in the morning. There's no weapon formed against you shall prosper. He's more than the whole world against you. See, one of the things we honor God is to call God. And can I encourage you this morning? Can I encourage you to walk out of here? Feel with more praise than you walked in with. Can I encourage you to do that? Do I have a witness in here today that know that praise can fix things? Every now and then, Something will break and you just give God a praise. Have I got anybody in the room today who knows that it was your worship and your praise that held your mind together? It was your worship and your praise that held your spirit together. It was your worship and your praise that held your marriage together. It was your worship and your praise that held your family together. It was your worship and your praise that held your money together. Thank God, hallelujah, kept you when you felt like Break it down. It kept you and you wanted to get up. You ought to tell somebody, praise held me together. And finally, watch this. Notice in the verse, David said, I'm going to get that blessing for myself. I've decided to celebrate. In other words, I'm going to do something. Tell your neighbor, I'm going to do something. Not only will I bless God right now, but in the light of the goodness of God, I'm going to do it when? Right now. Come on, somebody. I'm going to bless him right now. I'm going to shout hallelujah right now. I'm going to lift up holy hands right now. I'm going to sing praises right now. I'm going to jump right now. I'm going to shout hallelujah right now. I'm going to bless him right now. Come on, somebody. Shout it to the Lord. A new song.
we complain or compare ourselves with others. Give us, oh God, your attitude of humility with a thankful heart. God, we want to be like Apostle Paul who learned to be content in every situation. We continue, God, to offer you sacrifice of praise. And God, this morning, we long to just bring a smile on your face. We want to hear you say, we are your child. Teach us the power of a thankful heart. We know your truth dwells in a thankful heart. So God, this year has been hard for many of us at our tables and in our homes and in our lives. And while this may be a sweet moment that we're approaching Thanksgiving, it's also hard. The challenges we have faced this year have been overwhelming. So God, as we gather together with our families on Thanksgiving, we cannot ignore the fact that there are some feelings of pain that lingers around. But God, for these next few days and weeks, we remember that you are God who loves us. You are God who cares for us. You are God who heals us. You are God who forgives us. God, help us to enjoy this time and this week in your presence. Give us, oh God, your peace. Forgive us when we don't thank you enough for who you are, for all you do, and for all you have given. This year's celebration, God, of Thanksgiving, may look a little different for many of us. God, there are hearts that may be aching for family members who cannot visit us or the loss of a loved one. While 
that someone was among us this year is not with us today. We know, God, you have welcomed them home. God, it's hard to be here and be thankful without a loved one here today. This year, God, a chair will be empty around the table. But we ask you, Lord, to meet us. Meet us in our pain and in our sorrow. Meet us in our disappointments so we can experience the true meaning of thanksgiving through prayers of worship and through praise. And most of all, God, thank you for sending your son, Jesus, to die for us. Thank you for raising him from the dead. And he's now seated with you in heaven. Thank you for the gift of your Holy Spirit where you can feel and where we can feel your presence. God, we hunger for you. We want to spend more time with you. Thank you, God, for waiting on us when we had no idea the meaning of praise and worship and how to get closer to you. You alone are worthy of praise. So now, God, on this Thanksgiving week, let us have a testimony that we are drawing closer to you and that we feel your presence and that you are wrapping your arms around us, that you are holding us, and you promise never to leave us nor forsake us. On this Thanksgiving, help us to be more thankful and to not be afraid, to not be insecure, to not have anxiety, not have depression and a mental breakdown. But let us come into your presence with thanksgiving and praise. Let it be a hallelujah good time. When we gather around our tables, oh God, let the children even say, thank you, Jesus. Let the old folk rise up and say, thank you, Jesus. Let everybody that have breath say, thank you, Jesus. On this Thanksgiving day, God, we will bless your name. We will praise you. And we will give you all the glory. For it is in your majestic name, your awesome name, that we pray. Amen and amen. Now we ask the deacons to please come if you remain standing. We know that you have been blessed through the hearing of God's word on this day. We invite you to join us at New Providence Missionary Baptist Church, located at 4813 Hilltop Needmore Road, Fuquay, Varina, North Carolina. For more information, you can contact our ministry at 919-552-3531 or visit our website at www.newprovidencebaptist.com. Thank you for joining us, and be blessed.